0: Welcome to the Mindful Fighters podcast, and on today's episode, we speak with the number two ranked fighter in the UK with a record of 26-1, and one, George Muzikitis.
1: But then I said to him, you know, I want to be the best in the world in striking, either it's, you know, entire boxing, mixed martial arts, you know, I just want to be the best in the world. And I said it to him back then, and it's funny now because all fighters in this tournament, they've got this opportunity to compete in the tournament, win it, and get a contract to win championship. Once you win championship, you can actually prove that you're the best in the world. So that's why this tournament, you know, it means a lot to me, and I put a lot of work into it. So it's all added up to this moment, and it's pretty crazy. Probably 95% off the game. If you're not completely there, you know, you will get found out, and uh, you you just need to be locked in in camp, not only in fight now, but in camp in general. You know, you need to believe in yourself, you need to believe in the process, and you know, you need to be ready as much mentally as in, you know, physically. So it, it does play a big game. You know, I've, I've been in fights before, where you know, I've not been mentally there and I've almost been out. So it does play a big game, a big part of the game. So probably 95% of, of you know, of the game. I feel like we're all fighting for a legacy, you know, to leave something behind and and you know to help others as well like you said earlier I didn't have a bad shoulder I was guided in the right way you know luckily I had good parents my dad was my coach you know he was right always right next to my side but others you know like others have it hard man you know like others they don't have people like that to be right next to them and um, I feel like eventually one day you know when all this is done you know when I'm finished with my fighting, and then eventually I'm a coach or something like that I could help people like that I could guide them you know i could guide them and give them a goal to achieve
0: george joins us to talk about his upcoming semi-final fight against nathan Benden. this is for a six-figure contract with one championship and in collaboration with the muay thai grand prix we talk about his father's journey from the us to greece to london where george benefited from his father's legacy and mentorship we dig into his stint into mma his training his recent win against Luca DeSanto in Sheffield and his message to Nathan Benden and finally, what matters most to George. I'm your host, Guy, on our continuing mission to help as many people as possible organically. If you enjoy the conversation and benefit from it, share it with someone and pay it forward. Also visit mindfulnews.uk for all of our podcasts, powerful video clips and our growing library of free guided meditations including this week's latest release called The Mental Push-Up. So, George, thank you so much for coming in and taking part in this podcast. There's lots to get into. But before we we dig into this, I'd like to just take it back. I'd like to dig into the origin story. So tell me, George, what do I have to understand about your earliest years to get an understanding about the man that you are today?
1: So I was born here in England, and uh, me and my family, we moved to Corvo, Greece, when I was like six years old, around there, age six or seven and um it was it was sort of hard moving there you know because obviously it wasn't as hard but it was at the same time big change but yeah so we we moved there at, well, while I was 6 years old and um my dad uh, decided to open a gym there i eventually got into fighting over there in greece won a lot of t- uh lot of tournaments championships greek championships um then eventually went into like europeans worlds you know amateurs stuff like that yeah like that that whole experience there. Uh, Growing up in Greece, competing and stuff like that helped a lot to make me the person I am now. Because I feel like the culture over there is completely different to the culture here. Does that make sense?
0: In what ways is the, is the culture different?
1: It, I, I feel like um, a lot of people are a bit more closer there. It's uh, like let's say when we had a gym there, it was like like a pack, you know, it was like a family, you know. When one was fighting, you know, we, we were all supporting that one person. If you get what I mean, if that makes sense? In other ways as well, you know, like small little traditions like about religion and stuff like that, you know, just following your religion, um, you know, discipline, you know, that helped a lot as well. Just a a few things, but um, I feel like that helped me a lot to become the person I am now. So that little stage of growing up in Greece helped loads. And I'm uh, I'm really grateful of that because, you know, like let's say nowadays, like kids here, I, I guarantee they don't have the same childhood as countries like that because it's a bit more safe as well. You know, you can do more things outside of school without really worrying so um, yeah, you know it helped loads and it was a good experience and you know now obviously I've, got, I've kept with my fighting throughout the years and uh, I rem- it's funny because uh, talking about Greece like I remember when it was me and my dad once and we used to like go on a lot of walks where we used to live you know it was a nice little island near the beach in a small village and uh, I remember this was after my third Greek championship so I won three in a row uh, back then I was like 10 years old and we were just walking uh, and we, we, we ended up in this harbour we were just sitting there and like chilling talk, talking about life and um, he asked me he was like you know you you do really good in the sport you know I wonder, well, he asked me what, what do you want to become you know do you want to take this far do you want to take it professionally and stuff like that and I was like back then I said to him you know I want to be the best in the world in striking either it's you know entire boxing mixed martial arts you know I just want to be the best in the world and I said it to him back then, and it's funny now because all fighters in this tournament, they've got this opportunity to compete in the tournament, win it, and get a contract to win championship. Once you win championship, you can actually prove that you're the best in the world. So that's why this tournament, you know, it means a lot to me, and I put a lot of work into it. So it's all added up to this moment. and it's pretty crazy.
0: Yeah, well, you mentioned your dad a couple of times, so you know why? Why did he get in, into martial arts? And... He got into martial arts.
1: So he got into martial arts. When he was young, so he used to live in New York with his parents. Uh, They used to live in Brooklyn. He just wanted a goal. He wanted to um, set himself a target, something to, you know, like be committed to. And I think back then he he started kickboxing in America. He became state champion and he just fell in love with martial arts. So since then, he's just always been involved in either kickboxing, boxing, Thai boxing. And, you know, it it helped him a lot. And like, you know, he, he became one of the best coaches in Greece and I feel like as a person everyone's going to know him as coach Sam. so yeah
0: how important to you is that relationship with your dad you know we see him in the videos he's ringside he's in your corner he tra- travels around with you it's huge because um I'm so lucky because he's always like it's not when you're climbing up a ladder
1: and like a little like a little step snaps he like always puts his hand there If if that makes sense Every time I'm in a fight camp, every time I do something, and it's sometimes it does get tough, you know, and so, like I will push myself, but he's always there to push me that extra bit, you know, push me to limits that I've never been before, just in general as well, not only in martial arts, just in general life. Because, you know, sometimes you will in life have those times where you doubt yourself, you will have down times, you know what I mean? And right. sometimes it's good to have that person there just say to you, you know, you're fine. You know, you're doing well. Just to tap you on the back, just just to say, you know, nothing's wrong. You know, like it might be a bad day today, but it's going to be a better day tomorrow. You get what I mean? And he's that person that you know helps me with that sort of side of life. You know, so it's a massive relationship. And I'm, I'm very grateful to have him around. And you know, like I said to him years ago, I'm going to be the best in the world, and it's not only going to be me, but it's going to be us, me and him. I'm going to bring him with me.
0: Yeah. So two years ago, you you take a break from from Muay Thai. Yeah after your win against Craig Coakley, and you, you dipped your toe in, well, more than dipped your toe in, you had three fights in, in MMA. Yeah. So during those two-year period, can you help fill in that gap? You know, what went on during those two years. And then let's start with, you know, how did your dad take that then? You know, how did your team and, you know, your immediate circle, this idea of you transitioning from from Muay Thai yeah. um, in, into MMA?
1: So it was, um, obviously, with the pandemic, times were a bit frustrated. So, like, obviously, there was no fights coming up. I was just thinking, you know, maybe try a new challenge. Why not? I was around a lot of MMA people, and I was thinking, you know, why not, you know, why not give it a go? Obviously, back then I was coming off the Craig Oakley win, and that was that was pretty big for my career. So you know, obviously my team Scott Robinson, they were a bit like, you know, Are you sure you want to do this and stuff like that. But I was I'm still young, so there's there's not really a loss giving that a go, giving you know another. Challenge into the unknown you know because like I've never done MMA before I just started fresh two years ago and my ground game weren't really obviously you know not the same level as some guys so I was just like yeah why not give it a go you know learn a few n- new things and it actually did help me open up my arsenal a bit more so like focus on my boxing a bit more focus on changing my style changing stands and just learning new martial arts because you know, at the end of the day I'm a martial artist I like yes, yeah. learning new things you know you, sh- you shouldn't only be like oh, I'm a tire boxer I'm going to stick to that you should always want to n- learn new things and you know want to try new challenges so yeah it was good it was good but at the same time I feel like now you know now it's time to take over the tire boxing scene properly you know what I mean Let, you know show people what I'm really about
0: yeah so just very quickly you know how did you know you were two and one right during that two and one yeah how did that go? What was the experience like? You know, you, it was good. It, were you previously fighting in, in, in four ounce gloves? No, 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 no. That was your first time trying that. Okay, yeah, yeah. How, how was that experience? It was good. It was foreign,
1: but you know, it was it was a good experience. Obviously, um, at start it was a bit awkward getting used to those gloves and obviously changing my routine to like not only doing striking in the week but doing other martial arts like jujitsu, wrestling. So you've got a couple then. You know, it was overall, it was a good experience. And um, I feel like now with this tournament, I'm more cautious of those gloves. So I know, even though like in my last performance, it was a bit sluggish or sloppy, should I say, because I didn't know much about my opponent and couldn't really switch on. But I feel like I do have that extra benefit with the small gloves from that past experience with MMA. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, I mean, so timely then MTGP calls comes calling. They mention this wonderful opportunity with one championship, this eight-man tournament, yeah. the six-figure contract to, to be won. You know, What was your, your reaction to that when the call came in? It's funny because
1: when that call came in, this was after my uh, first MMA loss. And at the time, a few things weren't going as planned, like in life in general. And uh, you know you when you have those days where you're like, why is everything going wrong?
0: What wasn't going well in life in general?
1: Well, there are a few things like um, friendships. Mm -hmm. Ended up being in a serious car crash in Greece. (laughs) And uh, yeah, I ended up getting a bit messed up from that. And then um, just a few other things. Not too big, but a few minor things. But, you know, sometimes they will put you down, if you get what I mean. Like I said earlier, you know, a bad day doesn't last forever. And I got that call. And they called me and I was just like, straight away, like, you've got to take this opportunity. You know, this is a fighter's dream, you know, finding one championship. And not, not only finding one championship, but securing your financial game, you know, for securing your family, you know, making things... Your career. Your career. Making things a bit more easier. So um, I said to them straight away, you know, definitely doing it, put me in.
0: <laughs> right. Yes, I'm grateful. So that leads us up to your final. That took place earlier this month in Sheffield. Yeah. Uh, you put on a very confident performance. You got the victory. Yeah. Against uh, Luca Di Santo. Now that you've had the time to reflect and you know, probably review it, you know, how did it feel being back in the Muay Thai ring? And what was the pressure like? You know, where was your head at?
1: It was good. I'm confident. So in this tournament, Shred, like, I know from now I'm going to win this tournament, no matter what. But I feel like there was a bit of ring rust in there. Because obviously my last fight was MMA in March. And it was a long camp, twelve week camp, so you'd expect things to go right in the fight. But when it came to like the first round, I just for some reason I felt a bit rusty. I don't know if it's like because I couldn't switch on or something like that. But I didn't feel quite myself or quite you know the way I wanted to fight. Yeah, I'm like with my performance, I'm I'm happy. You know, I won every round, but I know I could do much better. If that makes sense, you know, I could I could perform like I could beat every guy in this tournament in good fashion. So. Yeah, I'm. I'm happy
0: about it, but what do you need to? What does it need to? Um, I say turn you on. You said that you know, you know, you didn't feel like you were turned on. These fights now. This
1: fight now with Brendan. These are the fights that switch me on. These are the fights when I'm in the changing rooms. I switch on. When I'm in there, I switch on because if I'm not switched on, he's going to switch me off. if that makes sense?
0: Absolutely.
1: But that's the thing. I've been doing this sport for so long. It's hard sometimes to get nervous, as crazy as it sounds, for certain fights. Yes. When you have three different opponents, and then you know you go in there with someone that you don't really know of, it's a bit hard to switch on before the fight. But this fight now, you know, I guarantee you, I will be switched on. I will get that feeling. Yeah, I feel like I'm going to peak come fight night. So I'm excited. I'm I'm excited now. Even talking to you about
0: it, like I'm excited for this. Raring fight. you up to go. Yeah. Yeah, that's
1: it. Yeah. That's it. So. I feel like uh, it's all going to come together. You know, it's, it's been a long camp since June. But I feel like these two fights now, these next two fights, it will all come together.
0: So, I mean, I was, you know, obviously in Sheffield as well. We did the post-fight, interviewing the yeah. ring together. And Nathan, so Nathan Bennon also, also came away with the victory against Matthias yeah. Funtukos. Yeah. What did you make of Nathan's fight, who will be your next opponent, you know, 12th of November at the O2 Indigo? Was it what you expected? Did seeing him uh, win in that fashion, does it put more pressure on you? I know it excites you. How, how did it make you feel?
1: I don't, I don't really feel pressure. Like I, uh, excitement is the right word, but th- his performance, I sort of expected him to fight like that. You know, he yeah. doesn't really, okay. he d- like, I've known Nathan for a while now, mm-hmm. personally, and obviously, you know, in the in Thai boxing professionally, scene.
0: Professionally, yeah.
1: But yeah, professionally. So I know what he brings, and I knew he was going to bring that fight night. Obviously, I know he could bring a bit more, and I know he's going to bring a bit more against me because um, you know he knows I'm a better opponent than his last one. But that French line gave him a good fight, and it was close. You know, it could have went either way, really. Yeah, it, it was a good performance. You know, I know I know what he brings. I knew he was going to bring that to him, and yeah. uh, I know what he's going to bring to me. Fight night.
0: So, did you, your dad, and your team? Did you immediately start working on a game plan? Have you have you rewatched that fight, and have you are you starting to put the pieces together?
1: Yeah, like sort of a game plan. I mean you can't make too much of a game plan because, you know, with those little gloves you could get punched and then it all goes out the window, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, um, I feel like I know so much about him, so much how he fights.
0: Yeah.
1: It will all come out naturally, fight night. And obviously, yeah, we do, we do do our homework and stuff like that. But it's like I said, not only me that knows him throughout his fighting career, it's my coaches as well, which is uh, helpful. So, yeah, there is a little game plan, but yeah, I'm yeah. planning to, uh, just put on a good performance, really.
0: So let's, let's touch into that a little bit. You know, a lot of time people are asked, you know, did that go according to your game plan? You know, what is your game plan going into this fight? Mm. What does game plan mean to you?
1: Obviously the main, the main thing when I go into a fight is I want to put on a really good performance. So I want people telling me after, you know, like Mm. that was a good performance. Like, you know, everyone was on their feet and stuff like that. But for me, when we make a game plan, I want to go in there and just like, just get things as right as possible obviously sometimes it's really hard at this high level but if i could get like the game plan right on fight night then i'm winning the fight 100 mm-hmm. percent. in fact i'm not only winning the fight i'm probably beating the best in the world at my weight division so a lot goes into it but at the same time like i said earlier you don't want to go too deep into a game plan because it could go you know like you could get punched you know anything could happen and it can just completely change but the good thing is with my team we like Doing plan A's, B's, and C's, you know.
0: Mm. Your backup contingency plans, yeah.
1: Exactly, exactly. What would you do on the back foot? You know, what would you do if you're a bit hurt? Yeah. So um, I feel like that's that's a big part of what my team do, right? So, and I feel like a lot of coaches should do that as well. Not only make one game plan, but make a few just in case. Yeah. The, the first one doesn't work.
0: Mm-hmm. So you, you mentioned you know him well, you know, throughout the years and on yeah. the circuit. So what is your your message to him? given that, you know, you will both be squaring off to each other and... There's not like, uh,
1: so me and Nathan, we don't really have bad blood. You know, Like there's nothing really personal or anything like that. He's just in my way and I'm in his way, you know, and we've got to sell it. like I men, you, know, you know, we've got to sell business in there, but he is, you know, he is good. You know, he's got a lot of experience. He's been around for a while. Yeah. But he's not good enough to beat me. He's not good enough. And come fight night, I will show that, you know, I will show that I know him too well. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. You know, there's the only message I can say to him is like, be prepared, have a good camp. and may the best man win. That, you know, that's about it. I'm a professional. I don't like talking a lot of uh, big game and stuff like that, especially when I'm pretty sound with, you know, my opponent. So, may the best man win.
0: Yeah. I think a testament to your parents and to your to your upbringing and that that, that yeah, warrior yeah. spirit.
1: Exactly. Not 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 only warrior spirit, but I'm a gentleman as well. You know, like I'm humble in defeat. I'm humble, you know, when I win, I'm uh, humble in general. So um I take everything in a in a good way, in the right way. That's all I've got to say about
0: him. <laughs> and you drove up to Liverpool is it up to Liverpool or down to Liverpool for you?
1: Up to Liverpool for you me. You drove up to Liverpool okay,
0: yeah. like the rest of us. Yeah. To watch the other two semifinals? Yeah. There was a big upset when Amro Ghanem lost to, to Natty Dodds. And me yeah. personally, I say a big upset because Amro's a very close friend of mine. So it was actually, you know, oh, okay, it's never nice to see, you know, one of your close ones lose a fight. But yeah, but congratulations to Natty Dodds. You know, what do you know of, Nat, of, of Natty and what did you think of his performance?
1: You know, I actually thought Natty was going to win. You know, obviously, yeah. obviously Amro's a good fighter, but I don't want to sound disrespectful, but I don't think he's fought. Anyone from the uh, UK tile box scene, seen—that's a high, high level. That should be long in that tournament. On the other hand, Natty, me and Natty fought when we were juniors, and he actually beat me. So, oh,
0: wow. um, so a bit of history there. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. So we, we fought in Greece actually, and um, yeah, he beat me. So I know he's he is, he is a really you know good fighter. He's explosive. He's got good technique, and you know I thought it was going to go that way, but I didn't know he was going to knock him out in the first round. That was pretty crazy. But at the same time, with those gloves, you never know. You know, it's just just takes one punch. So um, that was a good performance from Natty, and I'm looking forward to what he's got to bring against
0: Craig. Yeah. So the other quarterfinal featured Craig Oakley. Yeah. Uh, so if you're just tuning in now, it was who you fought on your last Muay Thai fight two years ago. Exactly. Yeah. You got the W. Um, and afterwards, Vinny Shorman, Shout out to Vinny. Pulled you in the ring. Yeah. We were able to to say a few words. What are your thoughts of a possible fight with Craig? What did you think of his performance? And you know,
1: solid performance. You know, at the start. I feel like the Swedish guy was fighting a good fight, you know, scoring with good kicks. But obviously, yeah, Craig did win that fight. Vinny Shawman, yeah, putting this in the ring. He knows it's unfinished business. You know, everyone does. You know, that fight on that night could have went either way. He could have won. I I personally think I won. You know, a lot of people from my team and outsiders thought I won. But it's unfinished business. All that doesn't matter now. All that's in the past. It's who wins these next two fights now? It's like, obviously, the semi-finals, like my focus is on Bendon, tough fighter. But I would love to have Craig in the uh, in the final. I would love it because you know it's it is unfinished business, man. You know, yeah. and the difference is on that night. If I would have lost, I would have taken it as a gentleman. You know, I would have been like fair play. Mm-hmm. Give in my hand. You know, like to be fair. Like he did eventually take it in a good way. But like a lot of his team, you know, they were being a very
0: unprofessional, and disrespectful, and. Probably caught up in the heat of the emotion, right? You know,
1: caught, yeah, caught up in the heat. And you know what? That That's fine. You know, I don't really care. But yeah, that's why it's unfinished business. You know, me and him in the final, I feel like it's bigger than him and Bendon. There's more to it. There is more to it. I'm looking forward to winning this fight and then hopefully having him in the final so I can put the nail on the coffin and end it once and for all.
0: This podcast is sponsored by Be Present Coaching, upskilling business professionals with mindfulness tools. Check out bepresent.uk for more information on corporate courses and guided mind exercises. Well, since that fight two years ago, I mean, even you, you said that you've changed a lot. I've changed a lot. You, you've matured? Exactly. When I fought him, you know, ages and mountains of life, I was still, you know, I was still young.
1: Um, but now, you know, two years, I have matured in different ways, you know, taking my training much seriously outside of camp, inside of camp, grown a bit, you know, like a lot of things have changed, even mentally. So I feel like. I'm a different guy now, much different guy to that night. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to the semis. And then hopefully, you know, me and him will meet in the finals.
0: How important is the mental aspect of fighting for you? you know, the mindset? It's everything. <laughs> it's everything, really.
1: It's probably 95% off the game. If you're not completely there, you know, you will get found out. And uh, you need to you just need to be locked in. Not only final, but in camp in general. You know, you need to believe in yourself. You need to believe in the process. And, you know, you need to be ready as much mentally as in, you know, physically. So it it does play a big game. You know, I've I've been in fights before where, you know, I've not been mentally there and I've almost been out. So it does play a big game, a big part of the game. So probably 95% of, of, you know, of the game. This time going into this tournament, even though it's been a long camp, I've been mentally there, you know, I've, I've been locked in into one goal and that's winning the tournament and getting that contract.
0: So do you thrive under pressure? Do you do well? Because, you know, you had your quarterfinals. Yeah. Right? And then now we're into the semifinals. Yeah. And then there will be the finals. And with each different yeah. stage progression, there's a bit more on the line. There's a bit more eyes on it. Exactly. There's a bit more, you know. So how are you preparing yourself for that, for that mentally? I'm in a state
1: of getting, literally getting ready for war now. Like. So there, I cut a lot of things off in my camp. You know, a lot of distractions. I'm just ready for war, man. That's it. There's not much more to say about that. You know, like you you either got to be prepared with that mindset or, you know, it's, it's just not going to work the right way. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, me and my team, we've been working hard. I've been, I've been working really hard. I've been pushing myself mm. and, um, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to kill. I'm ready to fucking get in there and take what's mine, you know, take that win, show people what I'm about and then get people to put respect on my name because, you know, people still, still don't quite realise I feel how good I am, even though I beat some top-level guys. So, you know, after these two wins, they will put respect on one
0: day, 100%. Yeah, and just sticking with this this mindset topic, you know, what do you find most challenging in a, in a fight camp mentally? There's a few things, you know, injuries. Mm-hmm. Dealing with injury?
1: Yeah, de- dealing with injuries, illnesses, you know, like, it's never going to, like, a fight camp will never go as it's planned, you know, as you want it to be you're not going to be 100% realistically throughout the camp, but it's all in here. You know, if you're constantly putting yourself down because of an injury or let's say anything else, you know, it's just, it's not, it's not going to do you any good. So you need to be, I feel like you need to be prepared for a camp and then be prepared for the fight as well. There's two different things. And, um, overall I've enjoyed this camp. I feel like that's the main thing as well. Enjoying the process because let's be honest, you're not always going to be a fighter really. Right. You know, you like, what you've got up to 33, 35 push, and then that's it. So you've just got to enjoy every moment as it comes. Enjoy who you've been around, like your coaches, your family, you know, like let's say my dad, let's say these moments with my dad now, they're not going to be here forever. You know, him holding pants for me, him telling me, oh yeah, like giving me good advice, giving me good life lessons. You just got to enjoy that moment and each come you've got to enjoy it. And um, I feel like that's what I've mastered in the last two years as well, just enjoying the process, enjoying the camp,
0: and um, just going with it, you know. Beautifully said. And for, for many, that yeah. takes a lifetime to learn. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it is about the journey, and just very, you know, as a mindfulness coach, you know, yeah. When, when I'm working with, especially with fighters, it's not so much in the ring, but it's like let's help you enjoy the process because if you if you're not enjoying, you know, the six weeks leading up to the fight, then what's the point really?
1: But even finite as well, because, you know, I see fighters sometimes on finite and they get so nervous to the point where they're not actually enjoying that experience. But you've got to say to yourself, you've put yourself into this position that you, you know, you said at the start, I want to do this. Mm -hmm. So you might as well enjoy that experience. You know, even if it doesn't end in the way you want it to end, you might as well enjoy that experience because you put yourself in that position in the first place. That makes sense. So let's say me, like I said years and years ago to, you know, to my dad, oh, yeah, I, I want to be the best in the world. I've got to enjoy every process of that, even if it's bad or good. I've got to appreciate the good times and the bad times with it. And I feel like that's what fighters need to master as well. Enjoy that actual moment, even in camp and on fight night. You know, it plays a big role. I've seen it a million times. You know, a lot of guys, even girls, you know, they're like getting so nervous. And, you know, after the fight, they're like, oh, thank God that's done. You shouldn't be like that though. Because it's only at the end of the day, it's only five rounds. Then you are going back to your normal life. Then Monday, it's yep. back to normality. So why don't you just enjoy every bit of that moment, while it's there? And you know, it probably turned out better, won't it?
0: Yeah, and it seems like you've got a wonderful grasp of it. And I think, you know, again, coming from the perspective of a, of a mindfulness coach, it's even the night before or the day of the changing room, that worrying about the fight, you're in... Yeah, it's almost as if you're living the fight then, and so the fight or flight chemicals, which are the cortisol and the adrenaline, yeah, you're pumping them into your body as if you were in the fight then, which in a fight is great, but you know the night before when you're trying to sleep or when you're you know preparing in the changing room, it's not good, yeah, yeah, because you're depleting your levels of the stuff which in a fight or flight situation is excellent, exactly, yeah, but if you're you're microdosing yourself with these chemicals before, then you're you know, you're eating away at that, you know, and if you learn how to regulate it, if you learn how to, you know, not be so worried and so stressed, which is actually quite normal for most fighters. Yeah. But there are techniques that you can do that allow you to be more in the present and less thinking, Oh no, what happens if, and you know, worrying and having anxiety about an upcoming event, you know, what if you could do something to limit that, to reduce it so that you can bring your best self Into the ring and try and you know in that moment develop these these states of flow where you're you know being your best self versus worrying about what if he does this and what is my coach gonna think and what if I lose which are normal thoughts you know having worked with many fighters these are natural thoughts that will come up for for everyone but it's how you then interpret those thoughts and how you deal with it and it seems that you know you're you're wise beyond your years yeah in having you know maybe all that experience in your youth you know all those competitions being you know starting at 6 years old yeah that you know least this adv- advantage that you have now on the mental side where you can you know embrace the fight and enjoy the journey versus it being something that's daunting and you just want to get out of the way
1: you know it's it's natural it's natural to be uh, a bit nervous <laughs> you get what i mean it's natural to be nervous before a fight but you know before the whole process but if you could turn that nervous energy into excitement you know and then that negative energy into positive energy, you know, I guarantee it will turn out better. Not only the result, but even your performance. Yeah. If I had to give any advice to like any young fighters coming up, all I've got to say is just enjoy the moment because no, it's not going to last forever. You're not going to be a fighter forever. So only five rounds or three rounds, you know, it's only one night. So just enjoy that moment because you've been training six weeks, five weeks, I don't know, three weeks for that actual moment. So yeah. that's, you know, that should be your
0: moment. Yeah, so just a couple of questions before we round this off. You know, quite often, or you know, we hear of you know fighters in in boxing or Muay Thai. They had a rough childhood and they, you know, on the streets, and they came and they found it. Yeah, that, that absolutely wasn't the path for you. But just just in your mind, what is a fighter in your definition?
1: <laughs> That's a good question, actually. <laughs> um, a fighter, you're fighting for something. Let's say me, I'm a fighter. I'm fighting for something. Like, I suppose legacy, you know, the main thing with the fighters is, is, is legacy, you know, like money, fame, all the, all the rest, you know, that's a bonus. But at the end of the day, you know, you want to be remembered as someone like, obviously, you know, in general life, you know, whatever you do, a lot of people like personally me, I want to be remembered as someone. And um, I feel like a fighter, uh, you know, that's the most important bit of being a fighter is leaving something behind for others, you know, like let's say eventually you know, when, I, when i've got kids and stuff like that i've got i've got bouts to show them i've got achievements to show them you know i've got a legacy to show them and i feel like that's that's probably the main main print of a fighter is you know legacy good question though <laughs> i've never been asked that before it's, it's a hard question but i feel like we're all fighting for a legacy you know to leave something behind and and you know to help others as well like you said earlier i didn't have a bad shoulder i was guided in the right way you know luckily i had good parents my dad was my coach. You know, he was right, always right next to my side. But others, you know, like, others have it hard, man. You know, like others, they don't have people like that to be right next to them. And um, I feel like eventually one day, you know, when all this is done, you know, when I'm finished with my fight and then eventually I'm a coach or something like that, I could help people like that. I could guide them, you know, I could guide them and give them a goal to achieve. Yeah. The main thing is legacy. And then, you know, all the rest, giving back to people that helped you. And helping others. Yeah, and helping others.
0: Beautiful. Well, last we'll question from, from me, and it's actually one of the, the traditional questions I ask on, on the podcast. What matters most to you? Living a life
1: where every single day I'm enjoying what I'm doing. Not only that, but having the people that I love the most around me, healthy, comfortable. And um, that's about it, man. I'm, I'm a simple guy, really. You know, I don't really want much Obviously, um eventually I would wanna be famous and rich from there, you know, like every single fighter would. But at the moment, you know, like not only at the moment, but in general, I wanna live each day by doing what I love and having the right people around me, having the people I love. And that yeah, that's the thing, you know, like that's why lately I've been in such a positive mindset because I left my job like three years ago, just committed purely to fighting and, and coaching. and and that's how it's been every single day I've been doing what I enjoy what I
0: love and uh, yeah I'm grateful well 12th of November at the O2 Indigo I'll be there ringside wishing you all the best appreciate that my friend best of luck and thanks so much for doing the podcast and we'll catch up on on the 12th for sure yeah it was really good talking to you my
1: friend and uh,
0: enjoy the show absolutely I'm getting that win Thanks for making it this far and showing your support and love to the podcast. A big thanks again to Be Present Coaching for their support. Find out more about their masterclass mindfulness courses and free guided meditations at bepresent.uk. be I'm your host, Guy, and this is the Mindful News Podcast. If you've taken away something from today's episode, please go ahead and share the link with a friend. Until next week.